Welcome to Wake Up America with Captain Insano, your first choice for truth, freedom, and the American dream. On today's episode, there is going the news, a few pieces of interesting news, but it is going to be a slightly oversized episode today. But first, let's go ahead and get a word from our sponsors. Today's edition of Wake Up America with Captain Insano is brought to you by Captain Insano's Cocaine Emporium and Steak Depot. We now have steak infused with cocaine. Go to CaptainInsanoCocaine.com or email CaptainInsanoCocaine at ProtonMail.com for details. On the most recent of the sexy episode of the Sexy Action Sportscast, we went over the Super Bowl, briefly covered the Olympics and a little bit of hockey, and we announced that I was joining the local West Virginia Tough Man uh, competition. Unfortunately, due to a medical uh, incident, I am being forced to pull out. Uh, I will either attempt to go to one of the other ones that are next month, or I will just try again next year. I'm still in the right age bracket to join the tough man. In other news about Sexy Action Sportscast, this is a preview. Uh, we will be going over the Super Bowl. That'll be later this week. And I will be gloating about how I said the Rams would win, but they would not cover the spread, which I was 100% correct on. I, so far this year on locks on the show, have been 15-3. and three. You should be following my betting advice. As you know, I've been keeping a close eye on the Russia-Ukraine situation. It appears that Russia is still actively doing drills, but they have pulled several thousand troops out of the region. This likely does not this does not mean that there is not still a threat of an attack. I think this is a ploy to get the United States to remove their troops and resources from the area and to get NATO to back off. Ideally, the United States would just leave it to NATO and just get out of there because it's not our region to police. We don't need to be there. As far as I'm concerned, we should always be non-interventionalist unless it is something that affects our national security. And there will be more on that later. However, at this point, I don't know if we are going to see an attack by the Russians until after the Olympics have ended. Because I fear that if the Russians do set, set course for an attack, 
that they will uh, potentially cancel events at the Olympics, and Putin is such a sports fan, uh, I don't think he would want to see that happen. Alright, moving right ahead. As many of you are aware that are it like at least the Americans the American citizens, the American nationals and that listen to the show, the Super Bowl was this past weekend. It is effectively an unofficial American holiday. Mostly because People get it. More people watch the Super Bowl than vote in the general election. Uh, and everybody gets together, buys way too much food, eats too way too much food, drinks way too much beer, has a good time, and then calls in sick on Monday. Now, on Saturday, the day before the game, I went to go pick up a few items that were that were needed that did not have for the Super Bowl get-together that I was having. <clears throat> now, not every region of America is like this, but I live in a semi-rural suburban region of America where the closest metropolis is an hour away they get priority for all the groceries and any goods we get whatever's left over essentially and the leftovers tend to go to walmart first the big grocery chains like kroger second and then for the mom and pop and uh family grocery stores third i did not feel like traveling <coughs> pardon me uh very far to go, so I went to the local mom-and-pop grocery store. They, because it was only a couple of items. Their shelves were so bare, they had almost no meat, almost no dairy, and I noticed, when I walked past the dairy section, there's one carton of eggs, and there were two people having a very, very intense, uh, Let's say discussion. A third person comes into the area, walks in behind them, and reaches for the one carton of eggs that was remaining. This turned into a full-scale fight amongst three people. Now... One of the original two who were there pulled a knife. I'm guessing to stab the person who cut in between the two that were arguing over who was going to get the last carton of eggs. But slipped on what appeared to be either uh, a wet spot from mopping or possibly spilled milk. I don't know. <clears throat> but there was a slight puddle there. And he ended up stabbing himself in the stomach. Now, he screams out, and a lady turns around and shrieks, and yells for, yells, 
and starts screaming security, Thor. But then a couple, like, there's maybe seven employees in the store. Three of them come running around the corner to see what's going on, and now all the customers are coming out. And now people are trying to break up the fight, and the other two guys instead join forces to fight off everybody else, and it turns into a full-scale brawl. Now... I made sure that I didn't get involved, and I just quietly... Uh, slipped out the front door and I may or may not have paid for my groceries that totaled probably about $15. However, there is one person to blame for this entire scenario. Thanks, Biden. A few moments later. And now on to the top story. I saved the best for last. I usually lead with the top story up front, but I decided to leave the best story uh, near the tail end of the of this show this week. Now, Justin Trudeau you has used an executive order that it was a law that was passed during uh, the beginning of COVID lockdowns in Canada that allowed to try to uh, stop the freedom convoy as it is being called uh, by essentially allowing the police to uh, detect to arrest anybody for any reason it's only it's one step below martial law but essentially the police don't have to justify a reason for arresting people uh it just and uh it is to try to help you know i think it's more or less because the politicians in ottawa are scared that they're actually going to get attacked but there has really been no violence. It's been a rather peaceful protest. It's just some people haven't been able to get to work. But people were able to get to work for ten, for uh, 15 months in Canada because they didn't let them leave the house. So I think a couple months, uh, like a month of them be having to, you know, take an extra long route to work in the name of their freedom is a little bit worth it. However, there are this, you notice that I'm talking about a Canadian problem on Wake Up with, uh, on Wake Up America. Now, there are American implications to this scenario because Justin Trudeau is actually allowed, because it is technically martial law. He's just not employ deploying the military yet. He is allowed to deploy the military at any given time with this uh, with this law, that, with this executive action that he is using. The fact that he is trying to suppress free speech is abhorrent. 
And the implications on America are such when it comes to this. The commercial truck pipeline. There is a lot of commercial goods that travel back and forth between America and Canada. There are going to be a lot of truckers that are either American citizens or travel to America that are going to be detained indefinitely, indefinitely, that's what the that's what this executive action allows, and is going to disrupt the supply chain even worse, and potentially, even though we have, we, our economy is not currently in a recession, even though we, inflation is on the rise, And that's just due to some uh, Federal Reserve uh, shifty accounting. However, it is going to cause a supply shortage here as well. The other thing is that it is going. This is potentially going to lead to a Canadian civil war. Canadians are known for being polite and everything, but you've noticed that they've gotten to the point that they have actually started acting. Out aggressively in ways because of the restrictions now a Canadian Civil War directly affects America in a few ways instability in Canada would leave them open to a potential Russian occupation Russia is literally right there it would t it would take Russia uh, it would take Russian naval forces from the Bering Strait up up in Siberia. They could just go straight underneath Alaska and hit the western coast of Canada. It would take them less than a day to mobilize an entire you an entire invasion and to occupy that part of Canada. And then they could cut us off from Alaska. We don't want Russia in the Western Hemisphere at all. Period. There's no re like that is like the last thing we want. So even though I said earlier, when it comes to Russia Ukraine, that I'm non-interventionist and I'm typically non-interventionist. I'm not saying that we intervene militarily, but I believe that we need to d find a diplomatic solution to this problem and try to intervene diplomatically with the Canadian government and all the premiers to try and find a solution that appeases everybody. Justin Trudeau acting like a tyrant on his way out of office because he will not be, he is not getting reelected. Uh, is only going to cause more harm to the entire stability of this continent than anything that the Americans have done at this point. If necessary, if Trudeau oversteps to a point where he is violating human rights, that would be a point where I would say, yes, military intervention would be would be a scenario that I would, I could be okay with, as long as the goal is to remove Trudeau from office, and that's it.
Now! I don't trust Joe Biden or anybody who makes these decisions, make these decisions like the Secretary of Defense or any of them to make the right move on this. So ideally, Canada will resolve this themselves, but it is something to keep an eye on. It is not a good scenario for the United States that Canada is on the brink of a, uh, is legitimately on the brink of a civil war, as opposed to when everybody was saying that America was going to devolve into a civil war, it wasn't even close. It, it, talk to any Canadian. <clears throat> They're Canadians patrolling streets with rifles in areas that, like, that it is a, that it is a felony to own a gun. So, just keep that in mind. Alright, our final segment of the day. A little bit of lighter news. Uh, for anybody who watched the Super Bowl, didn't catch it, uh, or saw, like, whatever, there was a big, big fight on social media about the Super Bowl halftime show. Now, I have a feeling a lot of the people who are that didn't like the Super Bowl halftime show are either people who did not do not like rap in any way whatsoever, uh, are incredibly old, incredibly racist, or all of the above. I'm gonna go with mostly they don't like rap. There's a lot of people who don't. It's it's yes, it's popular, but the thing is, it seems like that you either like it or hate it. It's not there's not a whole lot of in between. Now, what's funny is I, a lot of the people I see complaining about it are people who said they didn't watch the Super Bowl. They just saw screen caps or they saw little clips of the halftime show. Well, if you didn't watch it, why are you complaining about it? It's it's one thing if you're watching this watching the Super Bowl, you don't want to change the channel, halftime come show comes on, and then you're stuck sitting through that and you're just miserable. That's one thing, you're well within your rights to complain. But if you're watching Matlock or uh, you know, the Olympics or say, you know, Spin City, whatever you want to call whatever you're watching that wasn't the Super Bowl, and then you go on the social media and you start complaining about the Super Bowl halftime show because you either heard about what happened or you saw, like, a 30-second clip, you're part of the problem. And it needs, like, if you didn't watch it, don't, you don't have, you should not have an opinion on it. That's, that's, like, you did enough of a protest to the, to the halftime show, by not watching it in the first place. Because, in case nobody here is aware how advertising payouts work for things like this, Pepsi sponsors the halftime show. Now, Pepsi has to pay for that advertising spot based on how many people are watching the halftime show. And then a certain percentage goes to the NFL, a certain percentage goes to the network, and a certain percentage goes to the performers. The less people watching, the less Pepsi has to pay, and the less that the NFL, the performers, and the network gets. So, 
You did your part by not watching it. You don't need to say any more. You've done your job. The best boycott is a silent one where you, you speak with your money. You hit them in the wallet. That is what it, the best kind of protest is. And with that being said, that's the show for this week. Go ahead and check me out on Twitter at Captain Insanos. Email me at CaptainInsanoCocaine at ProtonMail.com. You can also text or call at 740-280-6915. I have guests in the pipeline in the future. We will be back with the Sexy Action Sportscast either at the end of this week or beginning of next week. So, for all you Americans out there of all nations, stay woke, stay thirsty, and God bless America. Now, usually this would be something I would say for the Sexy Action Sportscast with General Backus. However, this is more of a human interest story than it is a sports story. For those of you who do not remember, during the 2020 Olympics, American sprinter Shikari Richardson tested positive for marijuana and was uh, effectively removed from the Olympics as a competitor. This year, during the Winter Olympics, a Russian figure skater tested positive for what is a banned substance under about 95% of circumstances. After an appeal, it was shown that this competitor, uh, after receiving uh, multiple vaccinations and a booster, developed a heart murmur, and this is a heart medication, was put on this heart medication to help stop the heart murmur, and, I don't know, avoid a 15-year-old having heart attacks and strokes and aneurysms. Shikari Richardson smoked marijuana out of grief. The marijuana wasn't a necessity. It is a banned substance 100% of the time. There are no exceptions. The substance that the Russian figure skater did was that. Shikari Richardson is trying to say that this is because she's black and the other person is white. Turning everything into a... Uh, turning everything into a race card argument is very very lazy and it's a poor excuse and she should actually uh, be ashamed of herself for trying to use that as a as an argument like I have no problem if you want to smoke weed but the fact that you smoked weed close enough to get yourself for when the testing window to the Olympics are it's a pretty uh you only really test positive for about, I don't know, three weeks after you use it. They know, you know when the testing window for the Olympics are. Maybe don't use a banned substance right before the Olympics. Especially if it's not something that's prescribed to you. Because there might actually be a therapeutic use exemption for uh, people who are prescribed marijuana by their doctors. I don't know, because I'm not part of the Olympic testing uh, board. I do know that in certain states, like MMA and boxers, MMA fighters and boxers are allowed to smoke marijuana as long as they have a therapeutic use exemption because they're prescribed it from a doctor. So, that being said, this 
is another one in a long case of instances that somebody is trying to create controversy where there really is none.